Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I just about pooped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. Okay, so for those of us who don't know, when, when we record this, we record with video. And I think we've said it before, he's, he claps, and I'm never ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> Brings back childhood trauma. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a different thing. I don't want to talk about it. Well, welcome, but welcome back. Uh, we are Rain City Supercars, brought to you by Rainier, Haggerty Insurance, Avance, Carter Subaru, broadcasting live from Drivers Club. Again, I'm Nick. I'm, I'm a little more grounded now. So I'm you good. feeling a little better now? I'm a little better now. I'm a little better. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's coming. This is we're recording this, and I just got back last night from Cancun. Not complaining, but I did not transition well from being on vacation to being an adult again. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's not like vacation time to normal time. It's just straight adulthood that he had well, a problem it's, with. It's, well, yeah, I was. Just, I'm, I did. I had a hard time turning my brain off, and then I did, and then I was like, I got back, and I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to do turn it back on again. I don't want to turn it back on. I don't want to turn <laughs> it back on. It was. It was very, very hard. So, how was I, your week? It was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a bunch of car stuff. I had a barbecue. Imagine that. I, a, I didn't barbecue. I grilled. There's you a grilled? difference. I was scolded by that by a listener a long time ago before. Why? Uh, I used the term barbecue instead of grill. I didn't barbecue anything. I grilled some things. I failed to see the issue. I know. <laughs> Semantics. Unless you're Southern, and then you're like, Psh, sacrilege. Oh, you want to you want to piss off a Southerner? Say sweet tea or tea or. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, that sent people down. <laughs> I. Uh, I was on when I was on vacation. I had uh, you know with through Avance and things like that. We've got our membership, and I went and back to HID Kit Pros. And oh, uh, I saw man. And if you have seen my Instagram, or if you've seen, I I I, I feel so stupid for saying this, but my car has an Instagram page, <laughs> <laughs> Rain City Cross Trek, and I had uh, HID Kit Pros. Uh, uh, the, they're new. Um, it's, it's newer. They're new install installation and custom. Where Metropolitan was, yeah. Where Metropolitan was, and they did custom light bars in my grill and then attached to the roof rack, and it's all by remote, and I absolutely love it. And if if you're an Avance member, you get a discount. If you're not, these guys are doing fab on everything. Like I, I picked up my car today, which by the way they went out of their way, even though they were closed today. Thank, which I don't know how I would have gotten here without it, but <laughs> thank you, Ben. I really appreciate it. But they're doing everything from lifts to lights to, I mean, it's incredible. So Yeah, they did a really good job on the install, Again, too. not a sponsor. No. But I just, it's like one of those things where you go, I, I had such a great experience. They, they went out of their way. They, it, was, it wasn't a pushy sales thing. It was like they figured out what I wanted, and then they figured out what would fit, not basically shoving something. And the install is so, it looks like it came from Subaru. Yeah. I love it's it. Flawless. And it's just, it's so cool. So um, I want to, th- I want to thank them. So HID kit pros, I mean, then they've, they've got their install in Bellevue and then they've got their actual store and install in Issaquah, uh, right next to where mule used to, well, the mules uh, install bay is there by the, yeah, HID. right by the old mule location. Yeah. They've been sorry. there for a while. I go down I'm there rambling. and pick up stuff because they were lucky that they have so much stuff in stock. Yeah. Like if yeah. you need interior LED bulbs, like instead of ordering stuff on Amazon that you hope will work, you can just go down there and it'll actually work, which is kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> I told you about that brain little fart I had, the fact that I went, I was doing a ton of research when I got the Subaru and I knew I wanted to upgrade all the lights and I went online and I, I found this website called HID Kit Pros and I ordered it. <laughs> they sent me this little message saying, would you like to pick it up? But I'm thinking, no. <laughs> and I thought, and then I looked at it and I was like, that's an Issaquah. They're an Avance member. <laughs> yeah, so I went, I went in there and they understood what I had, uh, the brain fart I had had, but it was, it was very nice. But yeah, the yeah. car looks absolutely awesome. Um, Adam from Avance is, you know, giving me nothing but crap and the fact of what I'm going to do next. And I think I'm good. I don't think there's anything else I can do. So yet, yet. Well, they haven't, they're no, they haven't done, there's no power upgrades yet. So that's yet that yet. So yeah. <laughs> so that's my little. That was that. That was my joy of coming back. Like I said, I had a wonderful time. I was I was at a wedding. A Canadian wedding, and I was the only American, and I took massive crap. 
like massive. Sure, you did. So yeah, did you know that if you're at a Canadian wedding and they're making fun of you, and you make the joke that America supports Canada, they don't think it's as funny as you do. (laughs) (laughs) We love America's hat. (laughs) Or that we could take over Canada with like you know two pitchforks and a saw. So. They have the best maple syrup around. They really do. No, I had a wonderful Sorry, time. Sorry, Virginia. It was a great, no, it was a great time. So. Yeah. We love our Canadian We friends. do. We do. Yeah. I, uh, we worked on uh, Jared. He's our camera guy and does the recording and stuff for us while we're doing the show. You guys don't see him here, but he does a lot of work. He claps. <laughs> he does. He claps and scares Nick. He yeah. also updates our website and a bunch, yeah. of, those, a bunch of other stuff. But um, we did brakes. He's got a 350Z convertible. Yeah. And so we did a brake kit. Um, we were look. I was looking at his car, and he had a. Do you remember to take the emergency brake off? We did remember okay, to take the thanks, emergency brake off. That didn't good. stop all the rotors from being seized to the hubs, but a hammer and a jaw puller and a lot of swearing took care of that. But <laughs> <laughs> so we're going through there, and I was like, "This is before we did that." And I looked at him and said, "Dude, you need new rear brakes." And one of the things you do, like I've, we mentioned this on an earlier episode, if you run your hand up your brakes when they're cold so you don't burn your fingerprints off, you can feel those ridges in there. And when you start to feel that outer ridge on the rotors, that's an early sign that your rotors are wearing pretty good. Okay. So we ordered this brake kit and put it on. looks massively better. doesn't squeal or burn. It's kind of a nice thing for him. He can stop and not kill people. It's, it's a big upgrade. But now is a great time to check your brakes. And if you guys are looking for an easy project to do, if unless you have a vehicle with a electronic emergency brake, like an Audi, um, those are going to require a special tool to basically pull the caliper pistons back to do. But other than that, even on multi-piston calipers, it's not that hard of a job. Uh, and in fact, if you have the right tools, it's actually a pretty easy job to do. We have an episode about it. You can look up YouTube videos on it. The hardest part of all of it is honestly getting the brake rotor off the hub. Unless... What? Well, no, yeah, well, and, and we, what people don't understand is Dan and I did the brakes on my old BMW, and we were doing the rears, and we could not get the discs off, because <laughs> we realized that we had parked the car up, and we had put the emergency brake on, because we were smart, and the emergency brake was holding on the hub, so. <laughs> uh, also, make sure your car is pointed in a good direction, so that when you do, when you finish, if you didn't do something right, that you're not going to hit something, like, I, I did that once, many, many years ago, I was working on a Subaru, and we got done in the shop, and we went forward, and the brakes weren't... <laughs> Hit a tool chest. So, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to pump the brakes when you're done to get them to lock up again. Yeah. But uh, check your brakes, folks. It's it's an easy thing to do if you haven't. But if you want, you can have it done. Uh, you can have them checked for free at just about anywhere that does wheels and tires. Most places will do free brake inspections. If you're not comfortable with it, absolutely have the dealer do it. Um, but, yeah, it's there's the most important things on your car are in this order. Your tires and your brakes. Start out from if you're modifying. Start from the outside in. Tires, brakes, you go from there. Uh, if you need to have them done, though, Carter Subaru. Absolutely. This this tech tip brought to you by Carter, Carter Subaru. Subaru. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, and it's it, we're going to be doing, like we said last week, we're going to be doing little tech tips brought to you by Carter Subaru every week. But uh, kind of refreshing your memory, especially coming into summer. We've got some stuff we think you should uh, think about. And um, if we think it, it must be right, right? Well, yeah. And the re- <laughs> whole reason we did his is because we have some spirited drives coming up. The weather's getting better. People are going to do more driving and more fun drives. If you have a fun car like a Z or something that's a little sportier, Check your freaking brakes. <laughs> I've been on drives. People are like, why is everything glowing? Because you have no pads left. 
<laughs> oh, I've been driving it hard. No, you haven't. No. <laughs> no you haven't. haven't maintained your vehicle. Yeah. So please maintain your vehicle. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So nice. Well, that sounds like you had a good time. Yeah, it's fun. I love doing that stuff. Everybody knows that I have every brake tool under the sun at this point. So. Yes. Yeah, you have a you have plethora. A plethora. Would you say you have a plethora of brake tools? I have a plethora of brake uh, tools. Oh, we're too old. <laughs> we're too old. That's a Three Amigos reference for you little I ones. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Plethora of pinatas. Wow, it is bright in here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a wonderful guest today. Um, she has kind of flown under the radar. Intentionally. Intentionally. Um, so we feel very... A a lover of cars, a lover of racing cars, a lover of us. I mean, she's just, she's just a <laughs> lover, you know? Wow. Um, yeah. Welcome, Miss Carrie Hopkins. Welcome to Rain City Supercars. Thanks, fellas. Glad yeah. to be here. Sort of. Well, I yeah. mean, <laughs> I'm yeah, kidding. you're the first guest to ever say that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And if you hear that audience laughing, that is because obviously we're coming to you live from Drivers Club every Monday. So we hope to see you here. And a bunch of your fellow Bella Corsa members are here. That's yeah. right. I'll tell you. Hello, ladies. Hey, ladies. Hey, How ladies. You doing? Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, hey. girl. Hey. That Beastie Boys song is stuck in my head now. Oh, hey, hey. God, you're old. <laughs> I know. Not you, Carrie. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> smack it. Just smack it. Well, so thank I you for coming here. in. Um, you know, uh, as we were talking about before, uh, you've kind of flown under the radar. A lot of people know who you are, but a lot of people... <laughs> Only know who you are after you beat them on the racetrack, <laughs> <laughs> which is well. kind of nice, which I understand after seeing your helmet. I, it's hard to tell who's racing. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> That's got to be a good feeling. To have a great helmet. <laughs> no, yeah, that. No, I no, mean, that's a who, who, who beat the crap out of a guy. On a, yeah. I believe. Yeah. What, what does the sticker on the side of your car say? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, there's a story behind that sticker, but it says uh, you've just been passed by a girl. <sighs> Awesome. I love it. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome. The problem with the sticker, though, is that if you don't pass them, <laughs> <laughs> then you're in the pits looking at the sticker saying, why? <laughs> well, then it's still their fault. Right. Uh, <laughs> why did you beat me? <laughs> <laughs> mean boys. Yeah, exactly. And then it just turns into mean boys. Yeah. And which car is that on, by the way? It's on the GT350R. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> One of the best-sounding Mustangs ever made. If not the best-sounding Mustang ever made, in my opinion, actually. Yeah, the flat-plane crank. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. She brought a pretty lovely car that sounded pretty nice today. That it did, in a very different way, though. Until we got in the back seat and the rear tires were rubbing. <laughs> yeah. That was mostly us, though. Are you calling me fat? No, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I just came off a of vacation. I purposely so. let the air out. Yep. It. <laughs> that car looks so good. So that's the... What's your plate on that one? That's the one everybody knows, really. That's the, um, yeah, the 67 Fastback known as Not E. Yes. So not Eleanor. Not Eleanor. Don't, I was going to say, if you don't know that reference, just stop listening. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I bought the car, everybody was, uh, and I say everybody loosely, it was usually young gentlemen would say, oh, my gosh, it's Eleanor. And I would say, well, it's not Eleanor. It's not a, you know, a modification of the 67 fastback it is just a 67 fastback it's the color really because when i sure. first saw it i saw it like from a distance and i was like oh is that an eleanor it's like no it's not it's right a beautiful right. fastback yeah same color i think the same paint code yeah uh, diamante it's, it's absolutely gorgeous backseat could be bigger but you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> just saying i'll work on that yeah could you thanks appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> Although all the things. Because yeah, I love having passengers in my car. <laughs> I was going to say, is, have those rear seats ever been used? Never. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have busted the cherry in the back seat. Yes. Dang it. 
I was hoping <laughs> to tell her that the, 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 the seats were a little low in the back, but that, it was her fault. But it's not. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Why are the springs broken? I didn't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, boy, where do we even start with with this? Uh, you've been an enthusiast for a long time, obviously, and you have a, uh, a collection that is not like. It's it's vast. It's it's a lot of people collect a thing. You collect many different kinds of vehicles, and they're very very different, which is great. Yes. Um, where did you really get your start into cars? I mean, early early on. <laughs> what you mean? Which was the first that started it? Oh, well, sure, no. always. No. Um, well, no. Okay. No, I mean, yes. Yeah, so I want to get to that. I tried to interpret it, like, and it didn't work. No. <laughs> sometimes. Um, but no, where did you really get your love for cars in the very beginning? So I was three years old. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) My grandfather collected Corvettes, had a warehouse in uh, Yuba City, California, and the warehouse was full of various ages and years of uh, the Corvettes, and he had all of them, and one of every kind, and so as a child, I used to go to the warehouse and climb in them and crawl all over them and grab the steering wheel and the stick shift and say, Grandpa, let's go, and he would say, let's do it, and so we'd get in the car and we'd drive around his ranch and um, so that kind of started it, that you, you don't have to have just one car. You can have whatever you want. And, you know, well, obviously, whatever you can afford. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> An amazing collection of <laughs> 80s Japanese four-doors. No. It's probably going in value now. Yugos. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you go. <laughs> and every color. <laughs> yeah, I think, didn't they kill most of those and uh, throw Mama from the train? All pretty much, yeah. So... <laughs> So your grandfather had Corvettes. Was he was was he uh, uh, in in the car business? Was or was it just a passion? Passion. Okay. He was not in the car business, and it skipped a generation. My father, it's embarrassing, but um, he had the means to buy whatever automobile he probably wanted, and chose to buy a Chrysler LeBaron. Ooh. And um, that's claim to fame being a cake song reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a choice. Yeah. Right. Okay. It was a choice, and um, I don't ever recall riding around in it. I think I was so offended by the fact that that was what he <laughs> chose. <laughs> I know you can afford a nicer car. That's right. <laughs> well, that, I mean, you know, we've all been there. Yeah, I drove a '79 <laughs> Ford Granada for gosh sakes. So. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I've had a few Corollas and Sentras over the years. Hey, get you from point A to point B. So, so it's it's it, it obviously you you've carried the passion from being three and then and then coming, uh, growing up or or mm-hmm. sort of you know I don't know if you, uh, car people actually ever grow up. No, I haven't grown up. <laughs> I'm twelve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just have jobs where we can On afford pause. nicer nicer, <laughs> nicer hot oils kind sure. of thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I really want to get into the story of between three and now. I think I think there's some <laughs> some, <laughs> some, <laughs> some detail points we can fill in, and uh, we'll get, come right back with Carrie. All right. All right, thanks. We spend an average of eight hours and forty one minutes a day facing screens, laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back <laughs> with a fresh rainier uh, ish. <laughs> fresh rainier ish. It's stronger. Yeah, a little bit stronger. A little mm-hmm. bit stronger. <laughs> Tastes like TV static. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting way to describe that. <laughs> yeah, it's yet accurate. 
I don't think I can probably say the name without getting sued, but uh, it's sparkling water, and I've always heard it described as like it's spark. It's like TV static with flavor. <laughs> yeah, but that's the flavorless. Yeah, yeah. But they all taste like that. Like the sure. yellow, the yellow one is like Fruit Loops. <laughs> anyway, I'll tell you the last time I had Fruit Loops. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> if anybody's a first-time listener, get used to this. <laughs> oh, an audience member has a yellow one. She's like, yeah, Fruit Loops. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you're welcome back. And so we were just left off with you sort of driving. You're talking about your grandpa and his Corvette collection. Mm-hmm. Um, what was like the turning point for me, for you when you went from driving a car to commute? And then there, everybody has that kind of like that magic aha moment where you're like, oh, wait, I really like driving in a different way than most <laughs> people do. So the abnormal uh-huh. Yeah, they're like, oh, I want to see how this thing, like how fast I can get through this corner. I want to launch this thing. I want to drag race. Like what's the, what's, what was that magic <laughs> moment for you? Well, wow, uh, that's a deep question for me. The thing that I recognized very early on was that I liked jobs or employment that were far away because it gave me an opportunity to have some windshield time in between leaving the home and going to the job. So my friends would critique me about, oh my gosh, you have to drive an hour from Hillsburg, California to Sonoma, California. I'm like, yes, yeah. an hour. I, I get an get hour to, in my I get car. to drive an hour. Yeah, yes. completely yes. relate to I that. I win. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think that that was the first thing. I'm like, what, you guys don't enjoy a commute? I love a commute, especially if you're driving a cool car. So I had decided I needed to go to college. Um, I was married, and and so I I, I thought a you know a, a degree in something you know strange. So special effects and animation was what I went for, and I was driving from Santa Rosa, California, to San Francisco six nights a week, and I was driving a five series BMW. And it wasn't every single day I got in that car. I was like, yes, look at this steering wheel, yes. And I knew the history of BMW and the propellers and all the rest and, and how that all tied in. And I thought, I'm so lucky. And then when we'd get stop and go traffic, I thought, yes, I'm driving a BMW. It was always really exciting to appreciate the platform that I was sitting in and that I had all that windshield time to hang with the car. You know, heck with the school. It was all about driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to school so I can drive to school. It pretty much was that. You know, they make driving schools. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think that um, between the like of the distance between home and work and then finding a school that was cities away where I could drive. Um, and then this, what was interesting, uh, the, uh, one of the ahas, which is going to sound strange and, and totally nobody do what I just am I'm about to tell you I did. Um, on Saturday mornings heading from Santa Rosa, California to San Francisco was, I had a class that was an all day class in San Francisco. And there's something called the Waldo grade. And it's like this great big four lane, sometimes six lane road on the way on your entry to the Golden Gate Bridge. And there was this guy in a Porsche that was always there the same time I was on a Saturday morning. Well, we, you know, it was, I'm doing the finger to, you know, two eyes, you know, I see you, you see me thing, the peace sign (laughs) sideways. But we would race to the toll (laughs) and whoever beat each other would have to pay the toll to the other one. And, and that's a true story. It's um, so cool. That's a great story. It happened like eight times. I was like, dude, it's happening. We're on. And the first time it happened, I was, I, I threw it down and, and, um, I knew that I, I beat him to the toll and I was like, yes. I'm a girl. I just beat your butt. And then (laughs) he got me. And I thought, shoot, how did he get me? And then I realized, oh, he took that different line through the Waldo grade, through the tunnel. I thought, that's not happening tomorrow. He's going to, you know, I I kept thinking about that. So 
um, it went on for quite a while. It was really sad when it ended. I've driven that road. We've driven that <laughs> road. Yeah, we've driven that <laughs> road. And, 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 and believe me, it's fun. It's yeah. sporty. Yeah. We're usually in, in traffic, but yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. still a lot of fun. <laughs> on like Saturday mornings at 7 a.m., it's sporty. All right. Well, good to know. So yes. if you're looking for a drive in San Francisco, huh? No, don't. Do. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. We are not endorsing wink, wink. this behavior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just did, I meant drive the road. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. no, you should drive it. a She never said she was speeding. No, I don't. No. She just said that they took. It was like a rally. They took different lanes just to get there. That's right. It was all about finding efficiency. That's right. Yeah. I always regretted that he never pulled over at the other end and, you know, offered me a coffee or just said, what's your story? You know? Yeah. Oh, I know. So I realized. But you had an understanding that the, the first person to go through. The had to pay the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We started pay it forward, by the way. Oh, <laughs> very nice. Very good. Yeah. That movie didn't end well. That's yeah. right. This would have. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. This would have been like circa 1991, 92. Okay. I think nice. so. Wow. Yeah. Many <laughs> moons ago. <laughs> Long, no, it was just yesterday. Yes. Absolutely. So your your cars have changed drastically. Five Series is a nice car, don't get me wrong, but a GT350R is a very <laughs> different level and a very much like... I actually almost bought one. Um, I was buying my Z06, and I was looking at a GT350R very closely, and I okay. couldn't find a Ford dealer I like, to be perfectly honest. I really love the car. It's not about the dealership. Yeah, no. I, I, well, I, <laughs> I wasn't willing to pay over MSRP for it okay. at the time, and so I got the Z06, but what brought you into getting such a extremely driver-oriented performance car. Wow, that's one of my favorite stories, um, untold. Um, so I have some vintage BMWs, 2002s, and uh, one in particular named Possum. One of my favorite cars in the world. I know, mine too. I like just yeah, yeah. yeah. I have, a, I have a, a trifecta of them, and the 71, love this car. Her name is Possum, and she's mm. like running around in a go-kart. I absolutely love this car, but there was no power to her. And so I always would, you know, when I drive her, I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's so great in the corners. And then I'd be left wanting and so then I'd jump in one of the 500s, the GT500s, and I would drive in. I'm like, yeah, but cornering in this thing is, you know, it left me wanting. And so sure. I thought I used to do the thing where I'd, you know, blend my fingers together and go, God, if I could marry the 2002 and the GT500 together, I'd have the perfect car. Well, you could put a 2002 inside of a yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Size-wise. Right. Yeah. So, so I was thinking, well, how do I get the car that I want to drive? The one that resonates with me, right? And I knew what I was driving in the BMWs and I knew what I was getting in the 500s. And I'm like, uh, for me, it just wasn't working. It was, I was always left feeling like there was something left on the table. And so through my, um, I'm, you know, I'll admit I'm kind of a geek in that I read a lot about automotive stuff and what's happening, what's coming, what's going on. And I'm sure no one in our audience can <laughs> relate at all. <laughs> yeah, she just keeps rubbing, rubbing it in that she knows how to read. <laughs> <laughs> as long as some of us watch things. As long as there's <laughs> pictures, I'm good. So <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> and limit to twelve pages. Absolutely. So. Um, I had heard that this this unicorn of a Mustang was coming. They were finally going to change the way Mustang was being built. You know, they're going from the, you know, the different rear end to a new motor. And, and I thought, well, this sounds really provocative that if, if they are, in fact, building what they're saying they're building, it sounds like it's going to be the BMW and my 500 combined. And um, so I decided to go on the hunt for it. And, uh, and, and when I decide to go on the hunt for something, it's happening. It's done. It's a done deal before it even happens. So... I had uh, made some connections and made some phone calls and was being told, no, no, no. Nobody's going to have it. Nobody has an allocation. You can't get it unless you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. And this was very early on in 2014, 15, when it started developing. So 
I had um, decided that I was going to get the door slammed in my face in a couple local marketplaces. So I went outside the state and talked to some people that I knew that were higher up in Ford and, and said, um, if I go for this, can you make it happen? And they said, well, it depends on if we can partner with other people. So I called one of the local dealers that I love very much, and I said, sell me the car. And he goes, we're not getting an allocation. And I said, I didn't ask you if you're getting an allocation. I said, sell, sell me, me the, the car. car. <laughs> so I, I, what I need is an order number. So he goes, oh, all right. So he gives me an order number. Now, one thing about me is I, I love the number 11. Um, 111, the number 1, 1111, any combination of the number 1, and my first name is spelled with a K. And when he gave me the order number and he faxed it over to me that afternoon, it was K111. And I knew <laughs> in that Fate. moment, yeah. I knew that this was happening. And I was so excited. And so he went ahead and put the order together. And then I just spent a year just sort of, I wrote a couple letters. And he called me one day. And this is totally inappropriate. And I apologize. <laughs> but he called me. Have uh, you listened to our podcast? Before? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, is, this is, I mean, it's, I have had so many amazing stories. And that seem unreal that have unfolded in my life and I'm incredibly blessed but he called and he said who did you <laughs> and I said I said whoa 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 wait a minute wait which situation and, are we and, talking about and here? listen uh, I, yeah I'm doing yes. a, I'm doing a quick recall of yeah. who I'm yeah. thinking oh, oh yeah, exactly. wait a minute. <laughs> who did I yeah exactly. who's on the phone oh my yeah, god yeah, exactly. and then I thought no 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 I know sorry. who this is sorry okay. who is this <laughs> yeah, right right yeah, exactly. so I was like oh crap oh, yeah. so he goes who did you and I said oh my god I'm like wait and he goes, are you sitting down? And I said, I am. And he goes, Ford just called me. They're building your car. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I got the car. So I said, how long? And he said, well, probably four months, five months. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. And then they give you a tracking number and all this other stuff that unfolds. And um, the only person I told that this was going on, you know, that this is happening to is in our audience tonight, James Dunas. Oh. And yeah. I called him. I said, I got to tell somebody. And he was my, he's my Mustang buddy. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, you should have picked somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know. At least one, his lovely wife. Yeah. One, one <laughs> thing about James and I is I feel like we're always happy for each other's accomplishments when it comes to the cars and the drive and, and all that. And I knew he'd get it because one of us had to get the car. Um, and so w the car finally arrived and it was, you know, that I can't even begin to tell you what that was like to show up and have the car now because I'll go back because of the way the car was built, um, you know, special order and all the rest for me when it arrived, it was still covered in all the white, you know, oh, tape. They, yeah. like, they, they didn't do the dealer thing that most dealers do. So I was able to. Um, get it off the truck, and and only I drove it. You got it. to unwrap your own present. Correct. Yeah. And so when they did all the the dealer stuff, you know, taking off the little, I think the Magnum ride had some chalks in there that they remove, and um, I was there for that. And it was just great to be the first person to touch that car. Sure. And and then um, driving her home from the dealership that day, which was up in Anacortes, my daughter was in the car with me, and you know when we pushed the button. Um, and she fired up. You know, Ford has done a great job of giving you that instant gratification on those motors. <laughs> you get the big, you know, the big throaty sound. And I was like, oh, my God, we got to go to sport mode right now. And so, you know, we, we um, toggled through and got, you know, sport mode going. And, and driving home, it was so difficult to not 
want to rev. Oh, break-in period. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. You've got, you know, they say, you know, I'm doing air quotes, a thousand miles of a break-in. Well, I think that kind of goes out the window anymore. I think that they pretty much break in the cars for you anyway, but you don't want to be that guy, you yeah. know, that, that ruins your killer car before you even get the car on the track. And so... You rev the 862 miles, and we know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Sure. And as you know, that, that motor is famous for its high rev <laughs> zone, right? That's so the, Is that the Coyote? In no, no, it's no. no. Huh. I, and that's something voodoo. I want to go into is, is I don't necessarily know all the difference between the, the R and the regular GT350. No, they, not, neither of those have the Coyote motor. Okay. That's your 5.0. Right. Okay. Yeah, they have the flat plane crank, okay. which is known as the Voodoo. Yes. The voodoo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning something, too. So good. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty spectacular. So driving at home, you could already tell that you had a completely different um, animal and and it, it, even in that drive at you know 60 70 miles per hour I already knew I could tell and I could feel that oh yeah they put together the thing that I really wanted the most and that was this car had you owned a Mustang before that yeah that's a great question yeah. <laughs> um I, <laughs> I want a Mustang and I want a BMW oh look at that. yeah okay <laughs> yeah I was I I bought a Mustang um I got in the habit of buying cars on the day after Thanksgiving. Black Friday, everybody went and bought socks, I think. <laughs> I, went, <laughs> like, cars. I, went, I bought cars. <laughs> it became a thing. My daughter's like, what are we buying this year, Mom? Mm, that sounds like a wonderful <laughs> habit. I mean, yeah. Lines are a little shorter. Yeah. yeah. The, the, when I bought the 67 Fastback, she was my first Mustang. Um, it was a love at first sight. She, you know, I thought, oh, my gosh, it's a 67. And I said to the children, I walked them around, I'm like, look, this is a 67, and this is what makes a 67 a 67, and this is what makes them great. And, you know, their eyes kind of glossed over. And I was like, I'm getting it, but you're not. But, okay, it's fine. You will someday. And um, true story. Mommy loves you, but Mommy also mommy loves, loves this. Mommy loves you very much, <laughs> but Mommy will beat you if you touch this. Yeah, apparently. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. APS, don't. So... I took the car out the first season to a car show, and I'm thinking, yeah, I've got a car in Mustang. And I watched people, um, you know, walk around and admire the cars, and, and they looked at my car, and they would, you know, roll their eyes and, you know, vomit. And I'm like, what? And, and they go to the next car, and they're like, ooh, great car. And I thought, what is going on? Why are they making faces at mine and moving on to the next one? So I followed them, and I realized, oh, yeah, my car was not restored. <laughs> I had no idea at that time that, you know, there was restoration versus, um, you know, a well-prepped car versus one that was in need of a freshening up. So um, I, you know, slowly closed the hood and said, children, we need to go. Let's go. Come on, get in the car. Let's go. So we got in the car and went back to the house, and that's where it began with the it's not that difficult to restore a car, you know, piece by piece. You just have to understand what you're looking at. And so the engine bay was, you know, it wasn't rusty, but it was, you know. It needed some love. Oh, yeah. So that then um, that took a season, a winter season of, you know, pulling the motor and putting everything back together. And, and then I went out um, the next And you did this all by yourself? No, no. At the time, I had I had a fantastic mechanic. and oh, okay. And... Um, very well respected for the quality of work that he provided. And so I learned a lot under his tutelage. And um, I still lean on him as my, I call him the mechanic. So any of you who know me, when I say, oh, yeah, the mechanic. So not a hitman. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> right. right. It's a fair I, question. And, yeah. I, and I will say that. Both um, useful. Yeah, it's been very, it's been great because he was um, instrumental in me being able to grow my collection because I had the safety net of knowing I could drag anything to my warehouse and he would, you know, go, oh, boy, this is what we need. This is what we need to do. And you're in hot water for That's this That's you. Winter. 
<laughs> That's my yeah. totally right He was like, kind of the like, voice of reason yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. How did you go from? I mean, you've col- you're collecting cars. You've got the '67 Mustang, but you went from. I mean, that's that's a that's a great starter car for a collector. Let's just say that everybody wants a classic Mustang. It can be a six-cylinder Mustang if it's as long as it's a classic. They're still amazing cars to drive. But you made the jump from driving a cool car and a very cool car to actually racing a car. Uh, that's actually a lot less common of a jump than I think people tend to assume. Like I know a lot of guys who have really, really nice cars and a lot of them, but they don't track them. Mm-hmm. And some of them like to be seen. Some of them like to take road trips. Some of them like to take backcountry roads. Right. But, but um, yeah, you're a real driver. Anybody who knows <laughs> you knows that. And you're a real driver on the track. You're a real driver on the street. You're well respected by your fellow drivers. Even though you keep a low key profile, it's not that we don't know you, especially via our mutual friends here in the audience. Like, we know you know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Air quotes. Air quotes. Absolutely. <laughs> we know you know what you're doing behind the wheel. Sort of why you're here. Uh, and you're, you're good at it. How did you make the move? Or what made you make the move to, uh, to really throw it down on the track? Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you for asking. <laughs> so uh, I was married. And in that marriage, he was uh, restrictive. I'll put it that way. Restrictive on what I was allowed to do who I was allowed to be as an individual. Um, I was um, unfortunately one of those ladies that bought the BS of um, listening to an individual that felt that um, their agenda was healthier than, than somebody being themselves. And so I was told I couldn't drive. I was told every, at every chance I wanted to be able to get behind the wheel and do something aggressive or fun or, or even going to college to get an education, I was told no, no, no. So when the marriage ended, um, I had these two children looking at me and I felt that leadership needed to be demonstrated rather than uh, looking for others to fill those leadership roles. And I thought, who better than their own mother? So um, I was driven by um, looking in my daughter's face and my son's face and saying they need to see a role model and that role model is going to be me this time. So um, with having then grown into a, a world where I was buying cars and collecting cars, it made sense to learn how to drive them and then getting on the track with them and then not just being on the track and learning how to do car control or getting them to speed or pushing limits. It was now about being competitive. It was about um, getting on the track in, in a race format because um, I saw that as sort of a pinnacle. There is no limits to what a mother can do for her children, and that is there is no limit. There is no stop. So um, go, go, go is really kind of the, you know, the only thing that you have to stop is yourself, right? So when you're racing a car, what's next? Um, I don't know. Well, you can move up through different race series, um, and then what's after the biggest pinnacle? I mean, what what is F1? Is F1 the biggest? That's pretty much right. as good as it gets if you're going for <laughs> right. road racing. So I'll never be there. But um, and, I, and I say that with all the respect to all the people going in that direction. I just know my limitations. Well, and you brought up a very good point there. And you're, you're, like you said, you were looking into your kids' eyes. I mean, and, and this is something I think people need to know. You didn't end, end the marriage and then just go out and buy cars. You went out and you, star- <laughs> you started from ground zero. You talk about building a role model for your children and, and, and women and, and women drivers and racers. I mean, you really, you started from the bottom yeah. and, and you built your, your uh, this whole new lifestyle, which is incredible to me. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's not, 
there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, you know, I, you know, she yeah, got she divorced. divorced, she got money, and yeah. then she's now yeah, she's playing. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that and that's not, and that's not your story, and that's <laughs> why we love this story. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I was one of those um, foolish or not foolish people that had pride left. That was the last thing I was left with. I think the one thing he didn't touch was, was probably the pride and having. Um, you know, walking away from the marriage, he left. But when you when you have a settlement that that is now on a table, I I couldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't want any part of that. I what I wanted was dignity, and I wanted respect. And so, walking away from it, maybe it was a bad decision in the beginning because we were hungry for a couple years. Um, but then I got a different kind of hungry, and that different kind of hungry was not taking any assistance from anybody. It was finding the you know, chutzpah to get up and go. Um, it was, you know, doing without until we could do. And um, and that, that lights a fire in you. And that fire, once it's lit and stoked, doesn't stop. It just gets bigger and it grows. And it, and it hopefully inspires other people to not um, sit back and think they can't be what they want to be. Your dreams are never dead. They're just, they sometimes can be put on a shelf. And I, I, you know, in speaking right now to, to other women, especially, um, you know, I want them to be able to know that it's not the end midlife. You know, you're just getting started. Your life is an entire body of stuff you can do, and you're your only limitation. Well, you, you, we were talking a little bit out of the break, and, and it's a phrase that gets used a ton, but you and I, I love it. It's the phoenix out of the ashes. Yeah. It's, and I think it's the best representation of you <laughs> that, that we can say and, and kind of describe to people over over a podcast but you really have uh, gone out and you've you've made your own life and, and created this stuff and and surrounded yourself with the things you love you know and the fact that you weren't able to drive and now you're racing cars and have these multiple cars <laughs> is incredible and 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 you've shown not only your children but i mean the rest of the world what can be done with you know some chutzpah yeah. as you say work <laughs> work yeah, well right. i'm saying right. a lot of work like, yeah I, you know it's funny it's uh I heard, I, I was listening to some of the other podcasts and, and, you know, Ben Abrams had said something about talking to people at gas stations. And it, and it resonated with me because that has happened to all of us that have cars. We've been stopped at the gas station by the kid that says, oh, dude, I want that car. Well, what are you going to do to get it, kid? Are you going to have Vince Lombardi time as one of your, you know, things that you do, which means show up early, right? Yeah. And be ready to start on time. That means for the ladies, hang your handbags up and get your cell phone stuck in them and start on time. Um, I think about that a lot, and I think about, uh, you know, the story that you tell at the gas station. What We're kind of ambassadors for the cars. We're, we're ambassadors for this community. Um, in Seattle specifically, there's a lot of people that are poo-pooing the whole, you know, lead foot or the muscle car or the big engine or the expensive car, whatever that negative We don't listen thing. to those people. Right, yeah. but, but we could set a good example about having fun with these cars in the right way. And that right way is, yes, let's be explosive on the throttle on the track. Let's, you know, let it all hang out in the appropriate places. Well, you're sharing your passion. No. And that's the most important thing. So what was, the, so the Mustang was the very first, the very first car that you, uh, of your collection? No. No. Okay. No. I was 19. The husband and I owned an archery shop of all things. And huh. a couple of the guys on the, we had a, a 3,000 acre. That is not the business I would <laughs> own. <laughs> and then totally the And then make a woman mad. <laughs> oh, how'd you get shot in the back? I don't know. <laughs> that is like, so also your tires are flat. That's weird. <laughs> Okay. I know, you guys. This is like a three-part episode. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We we had this this 
um, archery shop and we ran pig hunts and this is in Northern California. It was 3,000 acres and these guys got stuck on one part of the ranch and the pigs were on the other part and I asked if I could borrow one of their trucks. They said, no, you're not, a girl's not driving our trucks. And I was 19 so I went out and I went out and I bought a 73 Bronco. I still have this Bronco and I ran up this draw and this Bronco. I had no idea what I was doing. The thing was slipping and sliding and I was like, I'm going to get through this and I hammered on the throttle and there was another moment of yeehaw and this is great. <laughs> Duke's a hazard moment, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and I went on to win the Santa Rosa Mudbugs three years in a row after that. So oh, that, I still have the Bronco. I love the Bronco. It's still um, it's in pieces right now because it's um, hopefully going to be you know completely put back together and restored. But it's it's a cool rig. Um, I have ideas for it. But that was the first. Awesome. Then it was the '67 Fastback. Incredible. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I it's funny. I I've been kind of browsing through your vehicles and what I can see because <laughs> your, your collection kind of keeps going the more I keep looking yeah. I'm like didn't expect to see that in there it's and every time you show up to exotics I never get to talk to you <laughs> and so you're one of those sneaky ones that shows up and then leaves yes like, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So um, exotics. I do. I I don't want to be seen. I want the cars to be seen. Um, so I roll in with the car early. Very sneaky, sneaky. I get out of the car <laughs> and I run away and yes. I go find a coffee or whatever I can do. And then I watch everybody else and how they interact with the cars from people from Microsoft that, that have not seen a collection of cars and they walk around and they're curious about these American cars or whatnot and, and other the guys that bring out the really pretty girls in the high heels that walk <laughs> around. Um, you know, I don't mean to be mean. I'm just saying. <laughs> if, you <laughs> if you like heels, it's fine, fine. You know. It's the ones that own the skunks that are the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hi, Alexa. Um, but it's, it's, it's fun to watch people interact um, with the cars. Some of them know about the cars. Some of them don't know about the cars. And one one thing that was great was um, I always saw you at the car at the um, exotics with your glasses and, you know, more flamboyant um, attire. And, and I was <laughs> Me? like, that's you? Nick. I know. Right? And so I was like, okay, I know who that is. And then and then um, I became him. aware of the name <laughs> Dan Putnam. Oh, and yeah. I thought, who's this guy? Infamous. And, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting at home one night, um, a Saturday night, and somebody says, hey, you, your car was in one of the videos. And oh. I said, really? And I thought, which one? And so they said the Pantera. And I said, okay. I watched the video, and it was fantastic because Dan's walking around with his camera, and he's you know, highlighting these various cars and what he likes about them. And, he, and I was so impressed. I was like, oh, my gosh, he really knows a lot about these cars. <laughs> oh, man, when I get it wrong, he's, everybody tells he's me. He's dreamy. And then he goes, he gets to the Pantera, and he's like, oh, man, we love this guy's build. This guy has been around. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, Dude. I, actually, I, that makes me even happier. <laughs> it makes me even prouder because, uh, for one, we barely get any women at exotics. When we do, they're doubling down. <laughs> no, no. Happy to Wait, be wrong. No, I need to course. take a shot of whiskey. Yeah, Hang oh, on. Yeah, yeah. Stand no, by. I am so happy to be wrong. Yeah. I, I did not know that was your car up until recently. I think it was actually a few months ago when somebody actually point, somebody else pointed that out to me. Yeah. And I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> that was, that's one of my favorite build Panteras. Yeah. It's beautiful. She's spectacular. It is. Gorgeous black I, w- I would actually say she better be your first because she's better than anyone on the west coast oh nick's, I, uh, nick's thinking of the orange one 
No, yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking the orange one. Yeah, <laughs> that's not stock. <laughs> no, 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 that is not. not yeah, that's yeah, that's no. highly modified. No, mine's modified, but but in a tasteful. Um, I try to do any of my restorations and or builds um, in a way that is respectful of the car, the originality mm-hmm. of the car, and just taking it to a place where it just improves upon perhaps things that may have been over overlooked back in the day. Yep. You and Bruce Levin would have gotten along really well. Yeah, I was really sorry that I didn't get a chance to meet him. Yeah. Knew, knew a lot about him and his cars. And Your build style is similar. Um, but yeah, it's one of my favorite Panteras. And I, especially being in the black, it's so me. It just fits <laughs> that car so well. Bad kitty. Yeah. And I, I love seeing that car. And I'm so glad it's yours. I was, was like, every time, he said, I, I've walked around, I've tiptoed around this topic a lot with stuff. But it's like, it, I'm always a little more impressed to, be, to see more women come up in the scene. Because... Most guys are actually just plain happy because there's more women out there. Yeah. Uh, why, why are they happy about that? Because it, the, it's getting more inclusive. Because it's it like shows it's that it's not just a male passion. Yeah, which it's exactly. Not. And, and the reason I ask the question is it probing and it's kind of a setup to my next lead-in. Is it's it? a trap. It's a total trap. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so easy. Oh, trap. my gosh. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You fell for that. What's that have to do with the cars? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, <laughs> circling back to what got me into racing, what got me into the car collection and so forth, I've never been, you know, the the round peg in this, you know, in the round hole. It's always been this weird sort of, I don't fit anywhere. Um, and so my passion has been the cars. It always has been. Anything that was, you know, outside the box. So when when... Um, if I can lead women into this industry or this this hobby yeah. by them seeing that I'm I'm among other women that are paving a way to make it comfortable and less un, um, intimidating for them to be able to be free to ask the questions. Um, there's a lot of ladies that walk up and go, "Oh my gosh, this is your car! Wow!" And then they'll say something that is a question that you know a man normally wouldn't ask because they already know that you know the car is a V8 or whatever. But they'll say, "Is this a V6?" No, as a matter of fact, it's a V8. And and so it's fun to be an educator or just sharing that with them in a safe environment where they don't feel like they're going to get their little laughed at or their head patted on or otherwise. It's bringing them in and letting them know this is a safe forum in which to explore and. I know a lot of men out there. Um, I've heard the phrase, I wish my wife was out here. I wish my wife liked driving. I wish my wife liked the cars. So, um, Well, I think the biggest reason they don't is because of a bunch of guys who have made them feel stupid for liking cars. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's, it's we make so each I, other so feel I, stupid, too. I punish all those clear. men I mean, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but it's true. It's like I mean, we have a lot of women on this show, actually, if you listen to And it's not because we've purposely sought them out. We just There's a lot of really great women into cars here we're very fortunate in that sense it's fun though i will say this is that i've never had a lot of lady friends in my life i don't identify with um, maybe their hobbies or their interests and when i started um doing more car centric things it was really great because i was meeting women i'm like oh my gosh they're like me it's okay for me to be a girl again because i I don't have to pretend to be a man or a boy or whatever you know to fit in i i now fit in because i found women and you know um, Amanda has been amazing in, in introducing and weaving, um, you know, this this quilt of women that like automobiles and the um, hobby and the interest in that. Well, one of the up levels of Bella Corsa is it's not just about standing pretty next to your car. It's about driving them and being an actual enthusiast. It, m- Truer words have never been said because 
<laughs> I am not one of those pretty girls that, you know, no, I'm, I'm a driver, so. Um, <laughs> it's not an Why are they the thing? only ones that have to be pretty to stand next to a car? We could be pretty. I mean, we're not. <laughs> we're, yeah, it's but, not a speed I mean, clear. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, it's, what, it's why I like racing. Because right? the helmet goes on. You don't know who I am, what I'm about. It's just another car on the track with you, and, and we're out there uh, having fun. Well, one of my oldest friends, Tasha Miko, who you probably know, she's SECA uh, autocross champion, and she has been able since high school to whip my ass in a car. <laughs> and it's awesome. Both her and her husband, yeah. Doug, are awesome racers. And I'm like, that's great. There's, and that more, we need more, more people like that. You know what I love about the, the racing and the tracking um, is that it, it, there's a lot of ego that goes into um, the race community. There's a, a lot of bravada, so to speak, right? A lot of puffing mm -hmm. up and peacocking. But when you pair that with other people that are doing the same thing, it all goes away. So um, I can borrow from somebody else's technique, and they can borrow from mine. And, and it's, it's lovely to, to, and I say that, it's such a female thing, lovely. Um, but <laughs> It sounds worse when I say it. It's lovely. <laughs> it's lovely. Oh, crumpets. But it is nice <laughs> because it, this la the last track day I was, I was um, practicing, and these three boys, boys, they're younger than me, came up to me and asked if they could follow me, if they could check my line, if they could watch because I had been pounding it to them all day, just passing them and beating them up. And, <laughs> and it was, you know, I have a, I have a f more capable car is the reality. And so, um, you know, they want to follow and I'm like, great, but that means I'm going to have to lift and I'm going to have to give up some of my, you know, input in order for them to stay with that particular car on the track so um but you know when you go out on the track there are some days and james can attest to this you're on a flyer you get out there and maybe some days your head isn't quite where you know you're just like ah i can't engage why am i not mm. but on this particular day these these three guys were like we're going to follow you and one had a, like a gt3 porsche and the other one was um in a gt350 and and I thought, well, this will be fun. They're going to, yeah. they're power band. And, and you got good competitive cars there. It's very good. And I thought this is going to be great. You no know? lifting. Well. Don't you lift. I went out and I felt, <laughs> yeah, I was red mist, yeah. right? So it was like red mist. And, and they were gone. I never saw them. And I came in and they're like, dude, you like left us. And I'm like, sorry, I, I felt it. I was first, in the zone. First lesson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. I had some groceries I needed to get. Exactly. <laughs> Good for you. No, I mean, that's. They were really sweet about it too. And, and that happens sometimes. I, I, and I think you, you're, you're saying, and so is Dan, it, it, we need to look at it as, as their race car drivers, not, oh, that's a female race car driver or that's a male race car driver. You know, I, speaking to that, I don't feel that um, I have necessarily, as an individual, had um, the challenges that other women have had. Um, so some women talk about, oh, men are mean and they won't let us in and, and we have this woman's right thing we need to do. We need to march. We need to talk to this, this topic. And I get that and I support that for them. For me, I've had a different total experience I get mad and tenacious if I hear no and it doesn't matter whether it's a woman or a man saying it to me it's if I want it I make it happen for me if I knock on that front door and they don't answer I go around the back door and I kick it the hell in I want what I want and I want to do it in a respectful way so um, I just feel that you know I can support people that want their own vision and do their own thing but for me, the you're talking about the the man on the track or the you know the beating up. It's just people on the track. It's That's just yeah, yeah. It's about beating a, a fellow race car driver, not necessarily beating a man or beating a woman. Yeah. So I do get a little bit of you know that sign on the back the side of my car circling back to that the whole you know you've just been passed by a girl that started in Portland, um, Oregon last year. 
there was a guy that was giving me a really hard time. He took one look at me and he's like, oh, yeah, somebody's mother standing here. And it was a driver's meeting. And I remember <laughs> seeing the look on his face, you know, and I thought, oh, I know this look. I know this look. And um, then I came in after one of my sessions and he, and he was kind of chuckling you know, about, oh, you're kind of slow in that big car of yours. And I thought, oh, really? <laughs> well, one thing I've learned is to warm up my brain and then the car at the same time. And so my, my early sessions in the morning are pretty sedate because I'm, I'm, you know, unless it's a race day and then I'm, you know, you have to. You don't want to give all your secrets away. Right. But this, this poor fella, he just really, you know, had it out for me. And, and I was <laughs> staying at the worst hotel. I'm not even going to say the name of it because I don't want to be bad. But um, I walked in the lobby and they had bumper stickers. And the, this pink, you've just been passed by a girl. I was like, yes. So I, because I knew what was coming. So, so that's I, happening. So <laughs> I, I, I bought it as a joke, just one. And I taped it to the side of my car because I knew what was coming. And sure enough. In the afternoon, he came over and he goes, "Okay." He goes, "You're fast," and I said, "All right then." And so you made sure to pass him on that side. I too, did. Yeah, I absolutely did. Yeah. Don't and mind me on the outside here. But and I you couldn't <laughs> read that. You'll see it the next time I come around. <laughs> and I felt so good about that spanking that I bought the second sticker for the other side of the car to make sure that that would never happen well, again. <laughs> then you can pass him wherever you want. That's right. Um, but we're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more. Okay. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. <laughs> and consistent. I yeah. love that Nick just completely flinched an inch off his seat. I think he used to get hit a lot. He must have what do you mean, used. used. To? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Adam didn't move at all. Which he's is, into it. He's yeah. numb. Right. He, he was a UW fraternity guy. <laughs> there was a paddle and a goat in his path somewhere. So. <laughs> Terrible. Wow, okay, we got to transition out of that one. We're just going to keep moving. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everybody. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to transition into one of the things we talked about a little bit off the break, which is when it comes to driving, uh, Carrie and I talked about how women and men tend to learn pretty differently. Mm-hmm. We actually didn't go into it because I said, hold it for the podcast. So tell me more. Yeah, so um, what's known about me is I use a coach to work with um, with my um, racing. And one thing that comes up a lot is you don't know what you don't know. So a lot of times women um, have a later start to automotive knowledge. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that sometimes we're busy in the house doing things, learning the domestic aspects of life versus the um, mechanical, you know, hands-on sort of stuff that boys learn from the dads. Um, the Barbie Corvette never had an engine that opened. I get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, as I started learning to drive, what they don't tell you is when you say, I want to be a race car driver, they don't tell you, well, you also need to learn about cars and maintenance of the cars. And, and by that, 
I mean, the consumables. So if you think you can drive a car, well, you better start paying attention to your tire consumption, your brake pad, dis, you know, consumption. You better start thinking about oil. Are you consuming oil during that run? And so you learn, a, it's a broader picture. To be a driver means you have to be knowledgeable of the workings of the car and how cars function, how they feel, how they sound, being uh, um, aware of those things. And so in the process, as I was learning, there were um, instructors and or plenty of, of nice men that offered advice. And they're like, well, specifically, we'll talk about the topic of heel and toe. This is a challenge for a lot of people, whether it's men or women. Yeah. Either you get it or you don't, right? So as I'm learning to heel and toe... Um, I'm like, okay, so what's heel and toe? And so they're like, well, it's rev matching. I'm like, oh, of course, it's rev matching. What the f*** is rev matching? <laughs> you know, so you you don't know what you don't know, right? I'm like, okay, so you rev You tell me what you think rev matching is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what I think it is. So, so then, yeah. and then, you know, in another conversation, it's blip shift. And you're like, what? Blip <laughs> shift? What's that? Is that t-shirts. Is that the same as, <laughs> right? You're like, is that heel and toe or is that rev matching? Yes, is the answer. And you're like, well, no, 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 no. Go back. And no. Is it all the same? Or And then you go, the next question is, why? And men will roll, they literally will, some men will roll their eyes and go, what do you mean? How do you not know this? What do you mean you don't know how to rev match? Well, no, I'm asking why you rev match. And so then they say, well, because you'll upset the car. Well, what does upset mean? And I'm doing air quotes. Upset. What? The car is not going to start? Or the car is <laughs> what? You know, so you don't know. Yeah. So um, what I realize is that in the learning process, and one thing I can help other women um, learn in regard to the communication styles between men and women are very different and so when you have a male coach he says you need to rev match or heel and toe he means you do this and you do this and you do it this time and that means you know you're suppressing the brake and you're hitting the throttle and you're also releasing the clutch in that downshift right so there's your heel and toe but why do we do it now we know Dan <laughs> right why do we do it right so the question is so did a man just tell me how to bake a cake by saying you need cake and flour and maybe some sugar in an oven? I want cake. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what I realize is that women, we need all the ingredients. We need to know there's baking soda, that there might be butter in the pan. It might be a nonstick pan. It might be a different altitude. We need all the ingredients in order to understand why we heal and toe. Why we heel and toes? Because if you don't, the car will, in fact, step out on you. And by step out, I mean it could, you know, wheel lock or wheel yep. hop or do all those things that you don't want to have happen in a straight at 160 miles per hour as you're turning right immediately. So um, the learning process has been fun to be able to tell men, I need all those answers. I need all the ingredients in order for me to be able to perfect that drive so that you can get the results that you want. So that was one of the differences I learned in and how men and women deal differently with information. But let's be real. I know so many people with dual clutch transitions <laughs> that are like, oh, it sounds cool when I downshift. They're like, no, it's doing that. So it doesn't lock the rear wheels and slide <laughs> you out of the corner when you downshift. They're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's it's a function. It's not a sound <laughs> thing. <laughs> right, right. And, that, and that's the thing. Is, it is, is you're, a Prius. Is <laughs> you're learning to drive, you don't realize that there's, there's purpose behind these things, that there's a reason we do these things, not yeah. because it sounds cool, and it does. It I'll tell you really that. 
really that, cool. I'll tell you that that flat playing crank when I'm going from fifth to fourth to third, yeah. you know, ooh, it ooh, is like yeah. whoppa, whoppa, yeah. you know, and, you know, there's a standing ove at the end going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't get it right, the car tells you right away because you're sideways going in through a chicane and, and it's not good. It's the walls hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Very expensive walls. Knock on wood, no walls. <laughs> Yet. Yeah. Yeah. I've been riding dirt bikes since I was a kid, and that was like, sure. dirt bike 101 is don't lock the rear wheel. <laughs> you're going down the hill. You're going to go over the, either go over the handlebars, or you're going to lock it up and crash. You so know, it's red match or downshifts. I did ga- uh, go-karting over the winter series um, in a race season, and um, that was all, you know, dirt oval, and there's no, you hit the brake, and you're, you know, you're sideways. So that was a, uh, a lesson in learning not to throw a brake um application to that um, pressure because otherwise it'll lock up and you'll be sideways yeah so same kind of thing in the i think the dirt bike free plug for anybody who wants to learn dirt fish is really good at teaching people how to do that well. yeah they are awesome at and that. and try to go on a day that's wet yeah and go gnarly the, i tell everybody the best time to go to dirt fish is like the worst day possible <laughs> yeah, if it's right. snowing sideways or hailing and crappy yeah. you're like i don't want to leave the house perfect day for dirt fish. yeah this season so far i've been at the ridge uh i think six times now and it's all been wet track days and so a lot of people are like oh bummer and i'm like no dude it's it is gnarly as that was to get out there when it's wet you sure learn a lot about car control and adhesion and and grip and all those things um when it's wet and, and it doesn't feel good to be throwing your you know car that you love so much sideways and then being like oh, oh hail mary and yeah. then to <laughs> save it you're like okay gushu i'm a goddess <laughs> And you still go really slow, and you <laughs> hopefully your butt unpuckers. Yeah, yeah you do. Y- you yeah. do slow down, and and that's a, the hardest thing is that the the impetus to, to racing is going as fast as you can, as often as you can, and it's you know on to throttle, on to throttle, on to throttle. That's what you want. But when you're driving in the rain and the wet conditions with crappy tires, it's about learning when and how far you can push that car, and how much are you trusting the car in your own skills. And so you mentioned something earlier about modifying, Nick, you said about modifying the tires. I think actually, Dan, you might have said tires and then brakes. I would argue that and say modify what's between your ears first, because I see a lot of guys saying, oh, yeah, I want to modify the car. Well, I'm what saying. What if that's not oh, fixable? Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Right. Why don't you modify what's being? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and, and People the, like me. Um, <laughs> I totally agree and stand corrected. The best mod you can make to yourself is a yeah. driving force. It, it's it's I I really feel that my drive is what it is today because I have taken the time to modify what's between my ears versus I never even touched my car last year. I I thought let's learn how to drive my capabilities to that particular car, and then I made a ton of changes this year or last season um, into this year, and so now I'm driving a total different car it's the same car but the setup is totally different and so i'm now having to work into driving into that setup this is a good topic what if, what mods have you done and why oh you know i uh, I, name, I to name a few tell us your whole setup now <laughs> yeah no no, no. yes let me, let, me write this <laughs> down. Let, me, let me rephrase that what are your favorite mods that you've done and why uh, you know it's funny that's a that's a an interesting question because um the favorite mods are um silly um, and I and you know again air quotes are really popular tonight, but um, a roll cage or roll bar rather and um, six point harnesses are my favorite because what that's done is now calm everybody the hell down about the way I drive um, <laughs> because I've been on the track so much and going so fast and putting down these these times that that freak out. M- 
people they're like oh my god you're driving that car that fast and you're you know there's no roll bar in there well, it's <laughs> no not like harnesses. you have two children or oh wait oh. <laughs> <laughs> right so i i did these safety mods to appease others it wasn't for me it was for them and in doing that and strapping yourself in um i found two seconds right off the bat because i'm no longer holding myself in and turns and you know <laughs> one-handed turn through through corners um so that's my favorite um but i also did a lot of um, camera and tow in the rear which is something that i hadn't experienced with the car and um, totally different car um, she she's like a loaded gun now versus last year she was very tame and very manageable this year she's all over the place and um, which I like I you know I'm driving into that so again um, dropped another second this last weekend and, and those are big numbers when you start getting those other yeah. you know my numbers are good anyway but as you you start dropping seconds I'm still, I still haven't hit the wall or I still haven't hit a plateau with my drive. So, um, <laughs> phrasing, <laughs> what did I say? Something Don't hit, the wall. hit the wall. <laughs> I haven't hit the wall. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Never. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about what you do when you don't you're not racing about this oh. lovely company of uh, oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you are you're a like self-made woman. all that stuff that, that, that you know all that hard work you do so that you can afford to go racing oh wait i have a job yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah what yeah yeah the, the day job yeah the day job well um i own a company called home well senior care and we provide in-home care to seniors or people that are aging in place um, we hire CNAs to go out into the community, whether that's a standalone home or a facility or hospital or whatever the need is. Our, um, our purpose is to make sure that these families and, the, and these seniors are being respected and they're able to age in place so that they can finish their last chapter of life with dignity and respect. And this is not just something that you created. You're speaking of the Phoenix out of the ashes. You started <laughs> at this company how many years ago? Oh, my gosh. Um, in 2005. Five. As the receptionist. As the receptionist. <laughs> and, mm. and now I own the company. Yeah, I think that's a very yeah. Well, you just glossed over that real easy. Yes. I hope I hope a lot of our listeners pass that on to people because that happens in a lot of interviews, Dan. You know, you answer the phones really well. Would you like to own the company? <laughs> yeah, totally. It's an easy like six month transition, right? You're doing it better than we are. Could you do it? Yeah. <laughs> I would say that <laughs> the formula is um, never act like um, you're an employee of a company. Take ownership of every role and everything that you do. Um, try to follow the, you know, your job description and then some. Your employer will give you a job description and hopefully you're following that and hopefully you're able to improve upon that. Hopefully you're able to collaborate on ways to improve on the way they're doing business that grows the business or helps the business or helps foster positive attitudes in the workplace. Well, and one other thing we want to talk about tonight is, yes. is Shift Up Now. I'm super excited about Shift Up Now. Um, I have a number of sponsors that I work with, and um, Shift Up Now is um, a personal project that I'm really excited about. It's a movement for women, f um, created by women for women, and it's about confidence and um, doing things that um, in inspire women to um, be their best, not hit ceilings. Um, don't take no for an answer in terms of I'm a girl, therefore I can't. It's more about fostering. I'm a girl, therefore go for it. What is your personal limit? Where do you want to see yourself going? And I know that a lot of boys have the same challenges, so I don't want to exclude men or boys from this. I'm just saying that 
Um, there's a movement now. Lynn Keyhole Schultz and Karen Salvaggio are behind this incredible movement to inspire women to um, grow within their capabilities in the motorsports world, especially. Excellent. Where can people find out about Shift Up? They can go online to shiftupnow.com and Excellent. they can find them on Facebook and a website. Excellent. Hi, Adam. Hi. Hi, Nick. How are you? Are you awake? Yeah, I am. I Adam am. loves me. I do. I do. <laughs> of course I do. Unfortunately, Adam. yeah, she, she missed your event to go on one of my, uh, one yeah, my drives uh, for yeah. Bella Corsa. Yeah. That was fantastic, by the way. The restaurant review was hilarious. I'm, I'm breaking into this. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm cutting you off. Right. But we'll I talk more. I heard about Dan's drives. Oh, yeah. Um, a. And then B, the girls were like, oh, Dan recommended this restaurant. And I'm like, oh, boy. What's this going to be like? And we showed up to this podunk little hole-in-the-wall place that you wouldn't have stopped at at all, even if you needed to use an emergency phone to call somebody. <laughs> and we walked in. It was fantastic. I had, like, the best fish and chips. Big Lake Bar and Grill. It's uh, right next to Walker Valley ORV Park in Big Lake, which is just north of Arlington, Washington. Oh, okay. So we've driven by there. Um, a lot I don't of know times. if you were with me. Yeah, we've driven by there a bunch of times together. I went up there once. I had my Z06. I was being followed by Kevin Flynn in his Focus RS. My buddy Ryan in his McLaren 570. No, he was driving a Z06 at the time as well. And a few other friends. And I grew up driving that road. Like three or four times a week. Amanda said that you lived near there. Yeah, so I grew up right by there. It was beautiful. And so I've driven that road on cars, motorcycles, every car I've had. And in the back roads up there, like I know that road so well, I could literally probably drive it by feel at this point. So when they were trying to follow me, I said (laughs) before we left, so don't try and keep up. I know this road really, really, really well. It's not me bragging. It's just that I know all the curves. And if you, there's a couple, if you're going the other way, there's like a... You come across the crest of this hill, but I know there's a really nice banked corner after it. So you <laughs> yeah. put your stomach's up in your up in your chest. And, but I know it. you can just pin it through it because you can just break hard into that banked corner. And it's a perfect setup for your car. That was, um, I was in the R when I took that turn. And Amanda had actually spoken up right about then about, you know, <laughs> 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 you don't have to drive fast if you don't want to. And I'm like, oh, girl. Yeah, but I want to. But we're doing it, so. Yeah, and (laughs) Kevin and Ryan came behind me. They're like, dude, (laughs) way too fast. (laughs) It was, was, the weather couldn't have been better. It was cool and sunny and it was gorgeous. And there wasn't a soul on the road and it was just amazing. It's one of my favorite drives. It's, uh, It's actually called, it's. What is that one? It's part of the stress reliever drive, a very short <laughs> section of it. <laughs> it has a name. Dance drives. And yeah, <laughs> Big Lake Bar and Grill, though. Tiny little hole in the wall. Don't expect the best service. No, the service was amazing. Oh, it's better than yeah, it has been. The yeah. food's always good. But the service. Yeah, yeah, the service is they're good. They're like, you're here. We don't care. Here's the food. <laughs> <laughs> Prices were fair. Yeah, no, it's it's cheap and it's a great view. And too. they sell growlers for anybody listening. Uh, yeah. If you have a growler mm-hmm. hunkering or hankering, <laughs> hankering um, you can pick up a growler and a T-shirt. Well, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed the drive. If you that do the uh, the stress reliever drive, though, there's a whole like day of just she did she didn't just driving. get there. She enjoyed the she drive. enjoyed the drive. So yeah. I yeah. love the drive, and that was the thing we talked about was that so many people that drive fast on these cruises they miss mm-hmm. sort of that peripheral stuff, like the lakes and the houses and the trees and all that beautiful landscape that's up there in the mountains. And it was just phenomenal. And the Bella Corsa ladies know how to do it, and and your input on that was fantastic. Well, thank you. Glad you enjoyed it. I'm sorry she missed your drive because yeah, of that. she <laughs> called me. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the night before. You know, this is a limited number of spots on our drives, and Carrie took somebody's spot, and then she called up at 
I don't know, 11 o'clock the night before and said, hey, I'm sorry. I actually double booked myself. <laughs> that was okay. No big deal. Adam, <laughs> don't feel bad for me. Feel bad like for you. other people, people like you, that Adam. didn't get a go on the drive because Carrie took a spot. <laughs> wow. I feel a little bit of your tone is condescending, but I'm not sure. <laughs> that was like, okay, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> let me, I have been here for no, this whole he's, podcast, he's, right? He's about not talking down to Carrie <laughs> and what she does when men do. He's so let's not. not do that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's not kidding. I actually called Fred Russell and said, Fred, oh my gosh, I have a problem. I've overbooked myself and a man needs me it's not like she wants me to go she needs me so he goes oh boy adam's gonna be mad and i said "Ooh, all right i'll call adam and i'll tell adam that you didn't want me to go on his cruise and he goes perfect tell him that so i call adam and adam goes oh boy fred's gonna be pissed and i'm like you guys No, I, it, you know, stuff comes up like it happens all the time. So I don't, I don't, I, I don't blame you at all. Plus, you're going on another drive, which is the, the whole spirit of of doing car stuff, right? Speaking it's very, of, of it's things that come up, very generous of you. Yeah. What's coming up with Avance? Uh, so this weekend we have a driving event at Emerald Downs. So okay. I'm very, very excited for that. It's going to be our biggest ever. We've increased the length of these events. I'm so going, that more not going. People can go. <laughs> Carrie, you should sign up and then cancel at the last minute. <laughs> That's what I do. Awesome. <laughs> do we really want to encourage people to do that, Adam? Uh, I'm the only one allowed to do that. Oh, apparently. okay. Oh. How special, many times have I done that? Special treatment because she's a woman? I see how it is. Carrie's come. <laughs> come to a few events. Uh, <laughs> Two. <laughs> That's a few. That's more than one. Uh, the McLaren drive was a fun <laughs> oh, one. Oh, and I wasn't a, even invited yeah, to that. Right. That's a good story. <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. a great that. story. Carrie just shows up at this uh, McLaren <laughs> drive, and I was like, wait a minute. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't invite her. What is she doing here? That's right. What do you think? See what I was talking about with regard to don't take no for an answer? Yeah. Don't even get the invite, but show up to the McLaren event and be handed keys to a $300,000 I would just like to remind our listeners that really does not work. (laughs) 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 If you are Carrie, that might work. Well, let me just say I'm Carrie Hopkins. There you go. (laughs) We know somebody with a very similar email address. Yep. We shouldn't say that. KFH here. (laughs) Yeah. We got KFC and then KFH. So the the McLaren um, drive was amazing because Fred Russell had said, you know, do you want to sit right seat with me in the spider? And I'm like, no, let me think about this. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that sounds drab. He showed up with like a regular 12 seat. So I, you know, I, I show up to Fred's, you know, the warehouse at you know the location the look yeah air quotes again that's like what 15 of those tonight so i walk (laughs) in and i'm like whoa look at these my collection sucks (laughs) and um, And it doesn't suck at all (laughs) (laughs) but then there's that then there's that right (laughs) separate and aside um but i get in the spider and we we head over to bellevue mclaren and you know the um adam who who manages it very well says fred you brought your own spider or your own mclaren and so you won't be needing this car and i'm sitting there going i do (laughs) (laughs) hand in the air like yeah i'm (laughs) hi i'm carrie (laughs) you don't know me yet um so yeah he handed me the keys and i'm next thing i know i'm sitting in first of all i woke up blessed that i was going to get to hang right seat in a mclaren a um, and then B, now I'm sitting in this car going, whoa, my life is amazing. And it was great because we went and we, you know, flash mobbed an entire city with 16 McLarens. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, was very subtle. It was so uh, over the top. And then, um, you know, the drive down into, we did a, a lunch at Triple uh, X. And then what was really even more amazing to me was that 
the powers that be said, well, we're heading back to the dealership, so you all just show up when you want. And I'm like, oh, boy, it's like <laughs> noon, and I've got a McLaren. It's almost like you had someone to vouch for you who was credible. Uh, yeah, you know, they had no idea who I was, and, and um, it was great. It was fantastic, and, and the cars are amazing, and, and the whole – uh, people behind all that were were very generous with <laughs> with these cars. Uh, it was a great day. Yeah, the guys yeah. at uh, Bellevue, Lamborghini, McLaren, Bentley, Rolls Royce are awesome. All yeah, of them. But they Emily, really are. Emily and Adam have done an awesome job with that brand. It makes that. me want to buy one just because of their incredible. Mm. We yeah. all do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're all going. We're going Aside yep. from the amazing cars, but try to have one for a week and not want to give it back. Yeah. yeah well, no Adam kidding. knows all about that. He had yeah, a. We really all do. We all have them together. Look at how sad he looks now. Did you give it back? Oh, yeah, I did. I had Dang to. It. I Must had be to. nice. You had a convertible. I did, yeah. Yes, oh. it was pretty great. I, I had a very candid conversation with Alan Hartman from Forza last week, and him and I off the air were talking about he had a 720 for like three or four days that he got to drive, and we had the 570s, all of us, and he goes, I, I couldn't have one. And this is a guy <laughs> who has a Ford GT and an R8, oh. and pretty much is, he's head of Forza. He can, he can call up anybody and be like, I want to drive this. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Koenigsegg, no problem. Like, right. That's Alan's pull. And he goes, I couldn't have one. He goes, because that car tells you, you can go faster. Just go faster. And he's right. Every time we drove that car, it was like 25 mile an hour corner, 60. No problem. <laughs> Rain, screw it. Go faster. And you're like, when that car, I, I didn't get it wrong. I never got it to the point where the car was going to kick out. Sure. But he was dead on right because that car just begs you to go faster. Wow. And it does not tell you you're going to slow They didn't down. let you and I drive 720. No, I have no, not driven it. Have you, you know, driven a 720? I have actually. Oh. I have driven a 720 oh. very, very hard because I had a certain friend here at Driver's Club who let me get behind the wheel of one. Uh. And it makes no sense to me how a car that is rear-wheel drive can put that much traction down and uh. go that fast. I mean, uh. this is a car that does a quarter mile in nine seconds from the factory. Wow. And putting that thing down, so the 570 has a little leg. The 720 yeah, yeah. just makes your brain and all the blood in your head go to the back and stay <laughs> there. Uh. And you get a little dumber every you time know, you drive it. You know, Adam had asked me from McLaren Bellevue, he said when we got out of the cars at the flash mob, he goes, so how do you like the car? And I, it, that's not his voice. I'm just doing a voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> it's more like, how do you like the car? How do you like the car, mate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, and I'm such an, an ass. I was like, well, <laughs> you don't know this about me, but, um, you know, your car's lacking a little bit. I felt like the pickup was a little slow. L- and A little uh, laggy on the little It was. And yeah. I, and I, felt like it you know needed a little bit more <laughs> and he's like oh and, he, and then he said something about putting me in the lt on the on yeah. the track and yeah. i was like you yeah. know my leg was jiggling and i was like trying to contain my excitement about they're going to put me in the race yeah. well on that drive i don't know i had it in normal mode i didn't know how to put it in sport or race so i had it in normal (laughs) but then when i got the yeah i figured that out just so we're clear mandy drove a mclaren for the first time that day and she knew how to do it so the fact did you you put it into of course because you saw did you guys see me going down i was just in like the efficient mode the whole time fred russell was in his way down the bottom hill and i was like where's fred and i was you know i caught him and I know when we got uh, to the restaurant, Fred was like, Yeah, she wow. got up to 60 miles an hour, and then she was right there with Fred. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was a very – it's funny how much slower he was going. Yep. <laughs> in, a, in a tunnel in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so those cars in track have different personalities. Before these two with ADHD got yeah. off track here, what are you doing this week? Oh, uh, we have an event at Emerald, <laughs> oh, Emerald Downs. <laughs> you said that. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a driving event. Uh, that Emerald I'm not Downs. attending, but I will so attend. I yeah. will show up. But for. it's a lot of fun. Nobody's going to give you a car after this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just show up to things. No, you don't. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, you know, along the whole lines of getting women into motorsport, et cetera, non-intimidating. I mean, these events are great because a lot yeah. of times, you know, the, the, the guys will bring their girlfriends, spouses, et cetera. Sure. And this is the first time that they've actually driven a car hard. And so non-intimidating, it's a lot of fun. And so that, that's one of my favorite parts of these events is watching it the is, spouses kind of like, oh my gosh, this is, this is so much fun. I've I have never actually done this witnessed before. that with your events that the women that come out, a lot of the guys have these girlfriends that are adorable and sweet and curious. And that's the most important part yeah. is that curiosity. Those are the ones you have to watch out for. <laughs> but it is, you have provided a forum in which women and a platform that they can try. Yeah. Try new things. Try new have things. Have fun. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, so that's this weekend. And then next weekend, we have an event at Pacific Raceways, so like a lead follow type thing. Ooh, that's um, dangerous. Mm. Yeah. She's not leading, right? Because nobody would be able to follow. Uh, Carrie doesn't really come to my events. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, wait a minute. L- l- what if I show up to your event? <laughs> then what? There you go. <laughs> You're going to make everybody cry. Um, I'll bring my truck. slow. <laughs> so that'll be fun because, you know, some people who haven't, driven around Pacific Raceways before and then they just did the whole repaving project mm-hmm. and so it's uh, it's different than it was before so that'll be fun so we're doing that with the uh, IRDC can uh, I just show crowd. up I, I guess I mean I don't <laughs> there's no real gate I think you can just go right <laughs> in you know right? how much trouble she's gonna cause you just show up <laughs> you don't need to sign up Carrie's show always up. always welcome I know she doesn't yeah. need to RSVP <laughs> she can just come whatever thank you Adam exactly well, that must be nice Yep. I, you, you, know. to, yeah, you still want six forms of ID from me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm feeling very VIP. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to get a tour of her collection. That's Fair all. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, and the female bat cave, not happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's cars in there that nobody knows about, I think, too. Some secret stuff. Well, secret Exotics stuff. is coming. not saying no. <laughs> if you want to uh, say hi to Carrie, you can come out to Exotics and try exactly. and find her hiding away from the rest of you. Because um, this is the first time we've gotten to talk to her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I met her on the McLaren drive. Well, this was a lot of fun and informative, and <laughs> I hope inspiring to some people because you have an awesome story, you have thank great you. cars, and you're living a great life, and I think it's great. Wow, thank you very much. Um, it's very humbling to be invited and included into this um, uh, you know, forum of talking about the other people and, and oh God, I thought welfare. she was going to say fraternity. Like, no, <laughs> fraternity <laughs> of cars. Yeah. But um, thank you very much for having me on. It's been an honor and um, a, a little scary, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you I know we're you so adapted well. So. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yeah. It was the whiskey that I was being. Um, it's okay. Having, Liquid courage. Yeah. Having yeah. poured down my throat yeah. at every break. So. Um, <laughs> huh. You're painting a picture about this podcast that's, <laughs> that's totally very, true. Yeah, I was uh, say so that's yeah, very yeah, accurate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for coming in, Adam. Thanks for oh. the Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. by the way, hey, Adam. Uh, <laughs> oh, hi, Gary. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for my new lights on my car. Of course. <laughs> I, I thought that. we were going to talk about cross tracks. <laughs> no, we're good. We're when good. I, okay, after I the show. I don't know what to <laughs> do. <laughs> stop, stop poking it. Just don't. You're done with the modifications. For now. Yeah, You're for done. now. This week. For this yeah, week. I know. Yeah. I'm out of money. <laughs> uh, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>